1: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Vocal Report podcast in association with the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. I'm Brett, and today we are talking all about Sunderland 3, Fleetwood 1. And I'm joined by someone, well, to be honest, I'm about 230 miles away from the action tonight. This man was literally uh, in the stadium alike, Ant Watson. Ant, how are you, mate?
2: Yeah, really well, mate. Better after the second half. To be honest, I wished I was about 230-odd miles away after the <laughs> first half. But fair play to them, you know, they, they battled hard in the second half, and, and they got what they deserved in the end of the day. I think Alex Neil deserves a lot of credit for making that double change at half time, which what he did made us a little bit more direct and then bringing on Luke 09 um, with 20 minutes to go, changed the game. You know, Luke 09's come on, showed that little bit of energy that we've been missing since since he's been injured. And I'm all over the moon that he scored. Absolutely chuffed for him. No,
0: it was great. And um, let's just let's literally skim over the whole game, just like, you know, a quick overview of what happened. And as you said there, the first half... Let's be honest, it was absolute crap. 27 minutes in. um, Nice. I mean, really polite. I tried not to swear then, and crap was as close as I was going to (laughs) get. Bailey Wright makes a mistake, um, allows Harrison through um, 1 0 down to Fleetwood. And to be honest, we didn't really rally at all until about 40th minute. We had a little bit of a burst, we pushed for a little bit. Everything just seemed a little bit inconsistent. And we go going at half-time, 1-0 down. And as you touched upon there, Alex Neal makes two big changes at half-time. Um, Gooch and Defoe comes on. Evans and Jamashley come off. 54th minute, um, some good play from Clark. Uh, the keeper just palms out his shot. A little bit of a melee in the box. Elliot Embleton knocks in the rebounds. After that, though, there wasn't quite... You know, We didn't keep pushing on just so much. Fleetwood did have a little bit of a go at us again. Um, some good saves made from Patterson. And then Luke O'Neill, as you said, he returned on the 72nd minute after his shoulder injury. Just nine minutes later, he is putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, Jermaine Defy has a shot blocked by the defender. Luke 9 follows it up, knocks it into the corner, and uh, you say it's 2 1 Sunderland. 86th minute, red card, uh, Zach Jules. Um, to be fair to him, the first, he had it, was a double yellow. The first one wasn't, wasn't really a yellow, to be fair. But the second one definitely was. Um, but you say two yellows make a red. Off he goes. And in the ninety-first minute, uh, well, there was still another seven minutes to go after that, um, which I'm sure we'll speak about. But Jack Clark with an absolute rocket makes it a three-one. But Anne, let's start right at the very beginning of the game when that lineup first got announced. There's a few sorts of changes from the Charlton game, mainly in the attacking roles. So we actually saw um, behind Ross Stewart, Patrick Roberts, Elliot Embleton, Jack Clark. What did you make of that before kick-off?
2: Obviously a little bit surprised that Nathan Broadhead wasn't there, but I think apparently he's felt a twinge in his hamstring, so they didn't want to risk him. But I, th- I was actually quite pleased with the, with the team. I, th- I think Roberts has deserved his chance for a little while now. And Jack Clark, I've always kind of thought he looked dangerous when I've seen him in his brief period so far. So before the game, I was actually really, really looking forward to it. I thought we will going to just start off where we finished against uh, Charlton. Uh, where we were the better side pretty much throughout, uh, but we looked very piercing, very direct. But just it ended up being a typical Sunderland home game recently where we just didn't get out the blocks at all. It was strange.
0: It was a really strange game, and I, I, you know what? I'm exactly what you were saying there. When I, when I saw that lineup, I was genuinely excited by that. And you say Jack Clark for me, I, I was really wanting to get this start and really show what he can do. He, I, I've got a few few mates that are Spurs fans, and a lot of them kind of say he, he's he'll, he'll drifting out of games occasionally you know, he'll over hit a pass over it across. He was doing that quite often in the first half today, mm-hmm. but then we did see why Spurs bought him off Leeds was, you know, for so much money, because there was definitely a player in there. But no, I, I, I was excited about that team. And i say the first half was just flat. I can't quite put my put my finger on what it was because it wasn't in case of, it just seemed like, like listen to the commentary of it. You know, the ground seemed quiet. That the, Obviously we need the the, the, the team needs to give the fans something to cheer, you know, and it, Nothing was happening. Every sort of pass was going astray. We didn't seem to get anything any cohesion. And it was even more frustrating because the Charlton game, we looked really good, didn't we, on Saturday? So yeah. it just didn't seem to cross over.
2: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. You need something in the first five minutes or so to get the crowd really, you know, into the game, you know, even if it's a big tackle or, you know, a good chance like early on, and, and what we managed to do was Pretty much, Arby Arby's, imagine given the ball to the number twenty-two three times in a row, you know. And that 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 was our start, so it was nervy to begin with. And they just never really got over that in the first half, especially up until leading the goal. I mean, if you were a Newport watching that, and you were looking at one team who you know looking to get promoted in the playoff mix, and the other team have never won in nine games, and are looking very much like they're going to go down, you wouldn't know which one was which because Fleetwood were absolutely dominating us even up until the goal went in. They were the only team that looked like scoring. And it, it was just, we're starting these games, especially at home. We're starting these games off very, very nervous. I don't know if they're getting a little bit like, I'm kind of nervy playing at home. Maybe they needed this win because we haven't won at home since Portsmouth. So it's, it's quite a long time ago. So maybe they just needed this win to get the monkey off the backs, I think. So we might see a little bit different against Crew on Saturday. But they've got to start games at home better. The, away, they're fine. You know, they started well against Wigan. You know, we got a, good, a goal very, very early on. And Charlton, obviously, the first half, we were exceptional. You know, apart from putting the ball in the back of the net, you know, we played some really, really nice football. And at home, it just seems that they've um, got a little bit of nerves, I think, playing in front of, of the crowd that, to be fair, are getting behind them. It's just, it, it's it's hard to when the same mistakes are getting made by the same players time and time again.
0: No, it is difficult, isn't it? And I think that with how it's been the last couple of games, I think especially that, that centre back pairing of Bailey Wright and Jamajli, I think. Let's give them the benefit of doubt today. I see there's been two two clean sheets in the last two games, and then today, thankfully, there was no nothing worse after that. Let's be honest; it was Bailey Wright's fault. The goal, he, he's, yeah. he's tried to he's, he's passed the ball, and it looks like as I've talked on the commentary that he sort of kicked the ball against his own foot, and it, it's gone through. So let's give him the you know, benefit of doubt on that one. I expect to see them to as a pairing on Saturday against Crew. Big changes, I say. We went half-time. It looked terrible. I'll be honest. I was dreading doing this pod at half time because I don't want to talk about it Yeah. <laughs> but there's some big changes from Alex Neil. In comes Gooch, in comes Defoe, um Jumajly off, Evans off completely sort of changes the lineup around. What were your thoughts at half-time when, when when those changes were made, you know, what were you thinking?
2: To be honest, it needed to change, you know, because what was happening wasn't working. We were getting bypassed in the midfield. Corey Evans took a booking quite early on for taking out their goal Harrison. And I think I just totally, you know, put Corey Evans in his shell. And, you know, we've said it time and time again, I think on this pod and online and everything, I'm not sure Corey Evans is a captain. I think now that 0-9's back, I don't think he's getting in there. And it had to change. You know, I thought it was quite brave by Alex Neal because we went back to a back three with Bailey Wright being the only centre-half out of the three. You know, we had Carl Winchester. I know Carl Winchester can play at the back, but he's a centre midfielder a trade. And we had Dennis Serkin as a left-back bearing in mind I thought certain had a very good second half it worked well but just gave us a little bit more it gave us a bit more width and it made us a little bit more direct because we had like playing Elliot Emerton in the middle Metetti who liked to get the ball away quite quick Jack Clark was, was doing the same and, and Gooch came on and gave that you know gave that little bit of an edge as well so it was a really brave substitution but it, it worked so a fair play to Alex Snail I think tonight
0: Oh 100% it was a great substitution and I'd, I was thinking at the time you know not to sort of Look, look back into the past, if Lee Johnson was manager today, would there have been two substitutions at half-time? I, I don't think there would have been. No, you know? probably so,
2: not, no. It's it's a different style of management, isn't it, where I think Lee Johnson was more of a, you know, reactive. Alex Neal's very much proactive. I, I still think there's a hell of a lot of, of improvement to be made, but tonight, I think in the second half especially, it was baby steps, you know, shoots of improvement, which we'll take. It needs to get a lot better, but, you know, we'll take that. It's one defeat in six, so, you know, with nothing on the bright side. <laughs>
0: that's exactly what you've got to do. You've got to look at every single positive right now. And one massive positive for me tonight happened saying it was in you know in the centre you know sort of minutes when uh Luke O'Neill comes back on for his return. And how much do you ever think he's a great player, everyone likes him, but let like I say, some people question his ability, but his passion, his versatility, his energy for me we've massively missed that. You know, would you would you agree with that?
2: I think the one thing that you miss with Luke O'Neill is desire, you know, that, that desire to pick yeah. up, you know, to pick up that final ball, you know, to, to chase every ball down. Well, to be fair, Luke O'Neill had a, had a cameo today and probably played 20 minutes in the middle of midfield when he came on and, and he was everywhere. He attacked well, he defended well, he took one for the team just after this, after his goal we uh, went very bravely for a header and got taken out. Yeah. I thought he was excellent. I tell you what what looks as if as well, Brett seeing him, you know, on the pitch actually looks as if he's filled out a little bit as well and his shoulders looks like he's done a lot of weight training. So he looks a lot stronger, which I think a little bit of criticism you can give him when he got knocked off the ball a little bit too easy. But he looked very, very good today. He came on and that just changed the game. You just his energy, that's that's what we have missed. We've we've missed that. We've we've got, you know, three sentiment midfielders in the minute, you know, obviously Corey Evans Matetti who's very young and Dan Neil who's very young who kind of do the same things. And uh, I think Luke O'Neill can give you that that little bit of, you know, getting him in, in the middle of the back four, getting in the middle of their back four, bursting a gut to get up there, which he did for the second goal. So it, it's great to see him back and and obviously, you know, we we read online a couple of weeks ago, he he's been really like down, it's affected him mentally, being out for so long. So for him to come on and to do that it's, it's absolutely great. It's great for him and it's great for us to have him back in what what's going to be a really crucial few games coming up.
0: Oh no, it's a massive, massive boost because he, I say, he is an infectious character, isn't he? Oh, um, I love him, man. I, agree... I absolutely
2: adore him. So I kind of, I, you know, I'm not hearing anything bad about him to be honest.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. Can, can you imagine being in the dressing room with him? Like he'll he'll pick them players yeah. up. No, like, I know on on Saturday he was warming up like with the players on Saturday. He wasn't even in the squad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so give give the lads some you know, give him some credit. I think he, he as I say it was I was really pleased with him that he actually scored tonight. As I say, he's 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 just exactly what we needed. And also I know the guys were talking about it on the pod on um on Sunday's pod where we seem to be missing these experienced players. Now I know he's still actually quite a, a fairly young guy himself, but he's been with us for the four years we've been in League One. He is an experienced League One player. And it's great having all these youngsters coming in from, you know, Man City and Spurs and so forth, but we need people who can, who can know the league. And mm-hmm. I think he can do that, definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally agree.
0: So, moving on. So, obviously, he comes on um, and, you know, so he pulls it back to 2-1. Um, and then Jack Clark with an absolute rocket to make it 3-1. But just before that, the Sunderland fans got involved a little bit with the ball today, didn't they?
2: Yeah, that was just below me when that first happened, and I'm not a fan of that. I'm not going to criticise fans or anything like that. I'm just not a, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm, there's a couple of things I'm, I don't like. The thing they do with the goalkeeper as well when the goalkeeper kicking the ball and they say your shit, no. Nah. I'm quite a, a an old fashioned football fan, mate. So it's, it's not for me.
0: I, was, I must have. Been, I was, I was watching it, and when they saw that they kept the ball, and I thought, yeah, this is. I me I thought, yeah, it's quite funny because we're winning, but if those extra minutes, we then like. They pull it back. Mm. There's going to be all manner of trouble. So it was, a uh, no, but as I say, Jack, Jack Clark there today, we, we mentioned him briefly. That was one hell of a strike, wasn't it?
2: It was a beautiful goal. Yeah, he did really well, actually. And I know he was involved in the first goal as well, which is like a cross come shot, which the goalkeeper hasn't done hasn't covered himself in glory and Elliot's gone on the end of it. But I thought it was a very much a, a hit and miss game for Jack Clark. And if that's the kind of player he is, that's fair enough. But he he gets himself into some lovely positions, and his final ball just isn't good enough at the minute. It's it sometimes it's like it's drifted over, or it's gone out for a goal kick, and you could tell he was getting frustrated. But he's he's probably one of these players who just it feeds off confidence of others. I mean, cuz he, once he got that, yeah. he he did a lovely little side shimmy as well, and it was a beautiful finish. I mean, it absolutely flew into the back of the net. Um, I thought him and Roberts today. I thought Roberts was excellent until he went off. Thought he played very very well. So it's nice to see them both playing well in a Sunderland shirt. And it's really nice to see him get off the mark, And that might be the start of um, a few goals for him, I think.
0: I hope it will be. And as you say there, that, that key word then was confidence. Because you think, you know, he's a young lad. He's gone from, he went from Leeds to Spurs. He's been out on loan and he's come, like, he's down in League One. And for him to finally get that goal off the mark, hopefully that will then breed again going forward. And it can only be a good thing, you know, in the run-up. Because um, looking at tonight, you know, they say looking at the scores from tonight, actually, this was a must-win game for us, even before kick-off. I don't know if you've seen what else happened tonight, and Obviously, I know you've, you've literally... You've you've left the Stadium Alight and come straight home. So, obviously, MK Dons won, Portsmouth won, Ipswich won, and um, Plymouth won. Mm-hmm. So, as it stands, we're, we're fifth in the league, played 37 on 63 points, but then below us, it gets a little bit tricky. Plymouth played 35 on 62. Wickham played 36 on 61. Sheffield Wednesday, 35 on 61. Ipswich played 37 on 59, Portsmouth 35 on 57, so it's not in our own hands, but we've just got to keep picking up wins, haven't we?
2: It, it is, it's it's squeaky bum time, isn't it? You know, we've, we've just got to look to win, well, how many games we've got left now, what, nine? We've got to probably look to win yeah. seven of them, at least. The, the bother is we're not really in form, I know it's only one defeat in six and everything like that, but we're, we're not really in form, uh, whereas you look at Ipswich, uh, just absolutely flying and... There's always a team who comes out of the Packers and they're in the mid table with a really good run and Ipswich look like they're doing that. Pompey are fine in the feet, you know, Wickham. I know they went on a really bad run, as did Plymouth, but they're both, you know, starting to win games again. But we've got, you know, we've got Plymouth to play, we've got Oxford to play still, who are in the playoffs. So it's still kind of, I know you say it's not in our hands, but we'll be teams like that who are and around us. will we'll be all right, I think. Home form is going to be important. You know, we've got a big crew on Saturday. Simple as, you know, it's oh, no... That's, that's,
0: yeah, we have to have to win that. There's, yeah, there's no, there's no excuses about it. We have for to not win.
2: beating them because they're not a great side. You know, I don't mean any disrespect to crew fans because I really think crew are an excellent football club, but they're not a good side at the minute. So we need to be beating them sides. And then obviously um, we've got Rotherham coming up. I'm really at the end of the month, but that might get put back to internationals because I think that's national weekend. International weekend, that one, Yeah. To be honest, I think that might suit us because uh, Rotherham seem to be, you know, just, I know they've got beat on Saturday, but they seem to be just like, you know, hitting the, hitting the straps at the right time. So it might be a better time to play them Seeing see in April I and mean, May. They might already be promoted by them. They might not care. So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the if, they're,
0: if they're on the beach, then exactly. yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah, it could, could exactly. be in our favour.
2: Just need to try and get into a good run of form, get a settled side together, which we've still got, you know, the likes of uh, Broadhead and McGee need to come back in. I think Alex Nails, get getting there with... What he thinks is his best team. I think he's getting there with it, but we need to keep winning, and that's the most important thing: is keep winning.
0: Just keep winning games, and if if it's ugly, like well, after that first half today, I'm gonna to call it ugly. Yeah, that's what I think we've just got to do. That haven't we? So yeah,
2: yeah, win ugly. It was, it was, it was an ugly win. Even even after we equalised, Fleetwood looked looked probably looked the better side, and then it just took that it took yeah. that moment of quality through logo 9 to score. It just and you could just tell the atmosphere and everything in the stadium, everything just lifted. Yeah, the, the fans started getting really behind the players. You know, we got that thing with with what was going on with the ball. Our players started to be shit houses, like what Fleetwood were doing pretty good from the first whistle. Um, so once that set, I, I did make a
0: note actually on on 30, on thirty minutes. I did make a note about them time wasting literally within minutes of their goal.
2: Well, that Ellis Harrison so was down it, five times in the first the half, <laughs> and the worst one about that was Ellis Harrison when he went off sat down. To, to you know, like obviously, nah I can't play. and he, he was next to the touchline, <laughs> and it's like, what on earth's <laughs> going on? Like, just walk off. You've scored your goal. We know you're hurt. Just just walk off and sit down, and waste time. But it is what it. we need to be better at that. You know, we did it very well against Wigan, where we did shithouse Wigan, and that's what ended up. You know, Max Power lost his head, and we've done that. And I really want to see us improve at that. And I think that Wigan game was a little bit of a turnaround in in doing that. And tonight, even even when the fans got involved. You know, even though I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of it myself, you know, just giving the <laughs> ball back. But fair play, you know, we've had a Dunner us, so, we might as well do it again, might we?
0: That's exactly it, right? Final question: Who was your man of the match? I'm going to go for Jack Clark who was my man of the match today. As I say, I think he had a few moments where a couple of balls you know weren't quite right, but I think the balls that were right were very right, and I think he capped off a really good performance with his uh, with his goal in the final few minutes there.
2: Yeah, so I just, Jack Clark
0: is my man of the match. I
2: just thought he was a little bit too inconsistent for for, for the whole ninety minutes. You know what? I'm gonna I'm, and I might get you know where to be fair. I'm getting grief on Twitter as it is, so I might get even more. But I'm gonna give it a little go nine just just for the just for the fact he come on. You know the game changed when he came on. He got his goal. It's great to see him back. And yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a little go nine just because you're wanting a game changer and that was a game changer for us and it might be the changing point in our season I think um nearly called you luke there
0: perhaps <laughs> 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 it wasn't me I promise i did nothing all, all i've done tonight is had a few beers and eat some nachos i didn't do anything. i wasn't involved <laughs> well and thank you very much for that obviously we'll be back no doubt with a uh, preview pod head of head of crew at the weekend and there'll be obviously there's always about a million and one things on the site for you to read and keep entertained all things sunderland afc so uh and thank you very much for your time
2: yeah, cheers, Smith. Thanks very much.
0: And uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, subscribe. Apple, wherever it is on. There's loads of them. YouTube, Acast. Do it all. Thank you very much for listening.
2: For I am on my way. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen